Strachan and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth goal for Aberdeen. Cooper puts it in with when things are going wrong against you if you don't get the breaks of the ball Cooper in with Stewart he didn't really know where the ball was but he got the break and as you say it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time knowing that really all you got to do is crack it into the back of the net Hello and welcome to the latest Here We Go podcast in the week that Aberdeen eventually saw Finland's Rops Rovaniemi in qualifying round one. To ensure that Derek McInnes' 300th game in charge of the Dons wasn't a Kilmarnock seat-shaped disaster. Given the rapid nature of these early qualifying rounds, no sooner are the Dons and the 250 or so that travelled with them back from Lapland and the most northerly game the Dons have ever played... They'll be off to south, the southeastern extremity of UEFA's reach to face Georgian side, and forgive me for this, uh, Chikura Sachkere in Tbilisi. Uh, with me this week to examine both of these games is another man not long back from the land of the midnight sun, Martin Clunas. Hello Richard, how's things? I felt better, and this is three days on from the day of all the gin, so yeah, I felt better yourself. Um, I'm I'm still nowhere near 100% and I am th- truly dreading going back to work tomorrow. Yeah, here, 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 here. Uh, also on the show this week, hopefully feeling a little bit better, not quite so travel-lagged as myself and Martin, is the perfect guy to talk to about the relative strength of the Georgian League and his beloved Dons. It's a what? I was based out in Tbilisi, could often be found contribu- contributing pieces on Georgian football to English language websites. And this Thursday he gets to walk from his home to a Dons away game. Although that said, tonight he's actually still in Aberdeen, having taken a trip home that coincided with the first legs. First leg versus rocks. Hi, Al. It must be pretty surreal to know that the Dons are going to rock up in your backyard on Wednesday. Yeah, well, it's the kind of draw I've been hoping for for quite a while, and uh, I'm actually not, I'm down at my folks in uh, East Lothian. Oh, sorry. I'm very excited, and I've now got my son, who's a completely, a completely converted Dons fan, uh, and he'll be going to his second game um, a lot sooner than I thought we would be. <laughs> Do you want to critique my pronunciation of Chikura uh, earlier on? Yeah, I was going to. Um, <laughs> it should be Chikura Sachkeri. Okay, I wasn't really my K's or R's enough, clearly. Uh, basically, the K-H sounds like the C-H in the lock. So that, that's the only thing. But uh, you, you, yours was passable. Okay, I'm going to stick to typing it for now on, I think, as opposed to saying it. And for the rest of the conversation tonight, it'll be just that Georgian mob. But first, to that Finnish mob. Uh, Rops away from home. Uh, Martin, the lineup, still no Michael Devlin. Bit worried about Michael Devlin now. Obviously, missed a large part of last season. When we picked him up from Hamilton, he was injured. He's had a number of um, issues with his knee. And he's now pulled his hamstring. He's going to be out for three to four weeks. You know, we spoke uh, earlier on about Ash Taylor maybe coming in as backup. 
it looks like he's going to see a few more games than that. Concerned about Devlin, yeah, because you know, he's played, I think he's only played you know, 22, 23 games for us. It is time to start being concerned. He's missed a lot of football. I think he was brought in as a guy who was going to be a first choice a first choice centre half. Um, obviously, he was injured when he was brought in. No one game into the season from to pick an injury up an injury in training um, is pretty concerning. Taylor's got his chance now. Perhaps you know he wasn't he, he didn't he didn't grasp it with both hands on Thursday night. Let's it's, I think it's fair to say, but t- I am worried about Devlin because I think there is a very good player there. You have to be concerned for him because we want to have a settled uh, settled a centre defensive partnership as we can. That also cons- comes with the whole the whole idea that. No, if we're having to fight off a bid for McKenna from someone, we're going to be even thinner as well. So we can't really afford to have this guy who's going to go, go be spending regular periods out injured. Of some of the other new signings, Al, uh, they're also their start to their Aberdeen career is also being blighted by injury. Uh, still no Greg Lee or Craig Bryson in the starting lineup. Craig Bryson didn't even start on Thursday. Uh, didn't even travel rather on Thursday. Yeah, well that's. Uh... A slight concern, but you know it's, it's good that we've got this tie out of the way without needing him. It's quite obvious that midfield is a, is a bit of a weakness without uh, uh, a shiny replacement coming in. But when Bryson comes in, then I think uh, we'll be a lot stronger. Otherwise, uh, I think Gallagher's looked pretty lively, maybe slightly less impressive uh, in the second leg. And Main, I mean, I still don't think we've really seen enough to make any kind of judgment on him whatsoever. And Taylor. Who I suppose does this is a new signing. Uh, I'd forgotten what it was like to uh, to watch him play and what it does for the does for the heartbeat. But uh, we got we survived this tie. It's better opposition. I'm not sure we will. Well, the start we made was pretty nightmarish. Martin a goal down within two minutes, and you know for the fact that both of you have already mentioned Ash Taylor so far, it's really Scott McKenna as much as anybody to blame. Certainly watching in the stadium, I felt he was pretty weak against the high ball. Uh, and lost it fairly easily. Not what you expect from your dominant centre half yourself. I do think, yeah, it was it was worrying at the time. I mean, watching it back, um, you can you can make a case for yeah, you should just you should just come come right nice and early and maybe even try and get his head on it. Um, it was a it was a it was a neat a neat layoff um, for it. Um, and no, there's a deflection. It comes and it's no, you can't. I don't think you could really blame. Blame Taylor or Lewis for that, but you would. It's it's what is it? Six days, seventy seconds into the game, you're hoping for that they'd be switched on. No, we switched off at the end of the game, and we switched off or switched off at the beginning of the game. That no, that's ninety seconds of football that you know made the tie a lot harder than it actually was. You know, we left ourselves in that position really out of that all it needed to turn the tie around, a deflected long-range effort, because of a failure to really be more commanding in that first leg. And the fact we're still continuing goals every game, it seems. I think it's seven or eight games now since our last clean sheet. Again, this is not what Derek and his teams have been built on. Yeah, definitely a concern. I think that, that goal, um, yeah, it was a bit unfortunate. To, I mean, McKenna was at fault, but it was a bit, it was a bit harsh to pin too much blame on him because there was a lot to do from there and there was a lot of luck involved in the goal but yeah generally the, the defence has been a bit ropey now for you know probably six months or so um, several factors in that a lot of you know injured players lack of consistency um, in the kind of back four um, and some guys maybe not being quite as sharp as they were such as Logan um, but I didn't think he was too bad in this tie apart from the, the one moment at the end of the first leg. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not going to be any uh, additions in there, although we haven't seen Lee yet. I- ideally, he's going to come in and take the left back berth, and then Constein becomes an option in the middle when Devlin's out. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen anything of him yet. So my dad saw him in the friendly at your head and said he looks the part, but that's a pretty slim basis for uh, uh, making any, you know, predictions on him yet. Well, you talk about Peter Head. I'm not convinced, Martin, of the opposition that we played were too many levels above Peter Head, frankly. And for 20 minutes after the goal, we huffed and we puffed. But, you know, we didn't cause him any undue problems. And we were heading out at that stage. A long time to go, granted, but what was your panic number? What was your panic rating at? Um, I still, well, I still had, I still believed that we had enough to. To, to get the tie But no the panic It was slowly going up I was sitting at a 5 or a 6 out of 10 At that point um, Wasn't quite Wasn't The eyeballs weren't quite put, um, You know Out on stocks And I wasn't quite Screaming my head off But um, It is You're definitely worried Because like you say Quite rightly you know, We were headed out Against a team that You know We were we every, Everyone we spoke to We spoke to a lot of their fans um, Who were You know Really nice And very You know Understanding, like, but they they said that they when we're talking to them, they expected us to to do to beat them, and so yeah, I was I was, I was getting worried. It would you know, had it got to half time and we were one 0 down, you know, it would have been a disaster, um, and we would have then would have seen you know real panic stations. But that for that first twenty minutes was 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 very poor, and I mean, I know it's I know it's early doors in the season, but you kind of have to be concerned. But the goal when it came was from a penalty kick and it was good decisive play, Al, by Lewis Ferguson for the penalty. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Ferguson was, was one of our better players on the night and he wasn't uh, long before that that he very nearly scored by a header. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I agree with the assessment of, uh, of Rocks that were probably were a wee bit better than Peter Head, but not much. Um, so it was a bit alarming with the kind of difficulty... Uh, with which we, we handled them but yeah the penalty of Stonewaller there was a wee sniff of a penalty just before that possible handball I think a decent claim on TV but yeah Ferguson good play and yeah when you get him when he gets towards the, the penalty box the things do tend to happen and uh, yeah I think he's going to be a key player in the next tie as well Sam Cosgrove put it away Al um, I think overall during the course of the evening he, he wasn't helped by Whoever, well, Pedges generally playing number 10, not getting closer to him. I thought we did a lot better last week, obviously with an extra man in attack, but last week we did a lot better getting people in and around Sam Cosgrove. He scored, he may have got one last week. Do you think he should have had more goals from open play over these two games, though? Are you happy that he's getting into these positions and getting these chances? Yeah, he should have had more goals, but I was, I was quite impressed with his, uh, his all-round play in the first leg, and even the second leg, I didn't think he played badly. He's missing these chances, but you know it's cliched. But he's getting in the positions, and that's uh, that's what's important. And uh, yeah, I'm starting to believe in Sam Coswell. I know there's a few that still think the jury's out. One of the guys I watched the game with on on Thursday, he's not convinced in Coswell at all, despite all his goals last season. But I've got a bit of faith in him, and I think he probably, you know. Probably is our best striker at the moment. I understand why he, he he's not started these two games, Martin. But James Wilson came on in the first leg, didn't get a sniff on Thursday night. I just wonder what the plan is for him. I think it's one thing getting him in on loan and maybe not fully understanding where he'll operate best. But one thing doing that on loan, but then to sign that same player permanently and still not really fully understand where you're going to play him or where you're going to get the best from him. 
none of us really, none of us will know the plan for James Wilson until we get probably a, a wee bit into this season. Like you've mentioned out there, we know we've not seen any of Bryson, we've not seen any of, any of Lee really. Um, obviously, there's Ojo to come as well. Assume that no James Wilson fits into that plan somehow as well. Um, and that's where we're going to see him. No, perhaps he will. No, I did say last week that I don't expect him to be playing playing up front very much. But maybe the plan is that no, we we go with we go with two, and he's going to be the one playing alongside Cosgrove. We just don't know at the moment, and it is it's, obviously it's very very early in the season. But you know he's been brought in permanently. He's been given a he's been given a contract. You know, we 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 know there's been flashes of a very very good player there. Um, he's not. He's sh- surely no. There's no way he's came here. Just to be, you know, a bit part player, impact sub kind of guy. I'm, I'm sure that McInnes will have sold him on coming to Aberdeen with some kind of you know, the philosophy of how he wants the club to be and how to play. Uh, but at the moment, it does it kind of be, seems a bit of a head scratcher because the way we, you know the way we set up in the, these two games, it's hard to kind of say where he fits in. Yeah, because as much as we did a toy with two up front quite often last season to try and get Sam Cosgrove kick started, we have seemed to return to that. Uh, to that standard McInnes one up front, uh, usually a big guy, usually Sam Cosgrove. I had hoped to see a bit more of Wilson in these two games, but time will tell. I've got, you know, I still have a lot of uh, uh, confidence in him being a, a really cracking player for us. But the one thing that slightly concerns me is that we had Greg Stewart for a whole season, and McInnes just didn't get the best out of him at all for that that whole season. We then get another bite at the cherry last year, and it was it was much the same. So I'm just hoping that. His recent history is not going to repeat itself with Wilson, where McInnes, for whatever reason, just can't uh, can't seem to work it out. But uh, no, I, think, I think Wilson will come into in the, in the next round, and uh, yeah, I think he is, he is on his day probably one of our most gifted players, if not our most gifted players. So yeah, fingers crossed he can he can he can work out what he wants to do, Wilson. Now I don't think there were too many scares as the game went on, but. To my mind, Martin, we did seem to settle for 1-1 with about 20 minutes to go. I mean, we, we had a reasonable grip on proceedings. If anyone was looking likely to score next, it was it was looking like it was going to be us. But 1-1, one, one, one more lucky goal from them, deflection, and we're into extra time, and who knows what can happen. As it stands, with about 10 minutes to go, they get their one chance, and Joe Lewis saves well uh, from close range. But uh, did you think it was a bit risky, or did you share the view that we we did seem to sit back uh, with about twenty minutes to go? It did seem it did seem that way. I mean, what was it just after the hour? Uh, Curtis Main came on. I don't think we could even give a kind of no a review of what no what we've seen, what we saw from Curtis Main, because he, all he seemed to do was get the ball, and he seemed to kind of think no, it was playing it safe. It was when we kind of got forward, he would he would he run in the corner a couple of times and slow the game down. Hopefully, it doesn't affect us, and we don't have to be missing him. But that that booking that, that Logan picked up for time wasting was an absolute joke as well, to be honest. Um, what what he's doing there? You no, know, he knows he's going to get himself booked. He's obviously just thinking he'll take it. Absolute idiocy. You know, if he if he picks up another booking in the next couple of ga- couple of games or something, and we end up missing him through suspension, then then it's, he's an absolute moron. Because I understand, you know, you kind of you want to just see the tie out, kill a tie, kill the pace, slow it right right down. If that's what you're being told to do, but um, it was kind of it was bizarre because we don't we're a, we're a, clearly we're superior to them. We were dominant. Um, I think we had like. Again, it was another like twenty shots on goal or something. Um, only of I think it was only only five or six stat wise were on target. But we were we were far superior to them. And then to be with you no know, twenty minutes to go, there seemed to be no kind of impetus and rush to try and go on and 
properly win the game. Because what we spoke about last week is you go over there, it's, it's, yes, it's obviously about getting through, but you want to go over and you want to win the game. Um, and at that point, no, it was 1-1 and we were, you know, we were settling for a draw. Well, we did win the game. The late winner came after a, a good ball from Scott Wright, who'd come on very late on for uh, now again, I'm thinking. Uh, it was a poor attempt, really, from Lewis Bergson to, to score first time off. But he did squeeze it in at the second attempt. We've touched on Ferguson already, Al. was a young midfielder on the light. And I think Lewis coped well with being a senior partner. There was obviously a question mark as to how he'd do minus Shinny. Yeah, I think uh, he's, he's been one of the, the bright spots of a slightly, uh, you know, unconvincing uh, start to the season with these two games. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he got there in the end with the goal and uh, I just kind of summed up the performance. It was a bit scrappy and it wasn't exactly, you know, cartwheels around the pub when it went in, but it was just, you know, thank goodness that's, uh, that's over. I mean, he's not going to be the senior partner in the midfield for most of the season, but, yeah, I think uh, him and Campbell... Uh, we're probably two of our better players on the night and when Bryson comes in I'm sure that his experience and quality is, is only going to bring uh, bring Ferguson on another level this season So I recently had my concerns about the display out is, is that fair or is it purely about getting through do we just say this is a cup tie we got through not only that but we won both games and if you look through our European history we've only done that 10 or 11 times yeah, and even in the recent history, the games against, uh, well, Skendia was, uh, I mean, that was a real heart and mouth job in the home leg. And uh, I guess it just matters, it depends, you know, what happens next. If we, if our performances don't improve and we're humbled, then you think, you know, then it is a concern, obviously. But right now, it's just a case of getting out of the way. If we're going to be a game, one game fresher, one or two players back, we're pretty excited about seeing uh, uh, Bryson and Ojo playing in particular. So at the moment I'm not concerned because I think I think we are going to improve and we're going to be much stronger in the next round. So yeah, just a case of job done. It would have been nice to do it with a bit more of a flourish, but uh, you know, had we won seven nil and gone into the next leg, you know, thinking a bit too much of ourselves, then you know it could have could have uh, could have um, been undone. So um, I'm not concerned really, no. Just a word about the trip itself, Martin, uh, and the city of Rovaniemi. Uh, I take it you enjoyed the whole experience? Oh, it was great. It was great, yeah. Absolutely loved it. Um, I'm delighted. I was actually, look, once you come back and sit down, I was delighted that my, no, my kid was with us as well. No, he's 15. That was his first European away trip. Um, he no, he was raving about it when we got home, telling everybody about it. It's just so, um, it was fantastic. Really loved it. A nice, really lovely city. Everybody, everybody we spoke to was all, you know, Really nice, you know. Lots to see. I even um, I didn't quite, I didn't get to meet Santa, but I got to feed some reindeer as well, and I also tasted some reindeer, which is which is a first and probably only time I'll ever do that. It was somewhere di- somewhere totally different that you're probably never likely to go to again or go back to um, unless you've got younger kids. Uh, but I would ha- no, I really enjoyed it. Lovely place, and you no, know, ha- so happy that we, I made the effort to get out there. So that was uh, the first qualifying round, straight into the second qualifying round. We knew before Thursday that we'd be travelling to Georgia uh, because uh, Satakeri had uh, beaten uh, Fuller Esh 2-1 in the second leg, uh, repeating their victory in the first leg in Luxembourg to go through 14 aggregate just like the Dons. Now, uh, are you anticipating any changes for the game in Tbilisi? Because obviously we have those midfield options available. I think the chat certainly from McInnes is that uh, Ojo is certainly going to be registered and uh, and available. Craig Bryson should be 
certainly fit to travel. We might not be fit to start. Greg Lee, certainly, again, a potential for selections. Do you do you see us changing up the starting eleven from uh, last Thursday? Yeah, I think uh, I think in midfield, I'd be quite surprised if Campbell starts and one of either Ojo or Bryson doesn't come in there. Further ahead, I'd like to see Wilson get a get a start possibly instead of, of Hedges, but uh, I'm not sure whether that's like that's a personal preference really. At the back, maybe the same. So Taylor and Georgia does worry me, but yeah, those are that's probably I'd say the midfield. Centre midfield will probably be the only change, although I would like to see another change uh, further forward as well. The probability is that it's going to be a warm evening. It's going to be important to own the football as much as we can. Do you, do you think that calls for stiffening up the midfield any further, adding another body in there maybe? Perhaps, perhaps yeah. I mean, definitely we've seen that we've sometimes struggled in you know, really, really hot conditions. You know, there was uh, the Apollon Limassol was obviously a, a notable example where we, we struggled. However... On the flip side, we, man- we seem to manage fine um, a few seasons before that in Rijeka. bit stronger in midfield. Uh, totally agree with all there. I, I would I would doubt if uh, Campbell would start. You would expect to see you know, one, if not both, of Ojo and Bryson come in um, to give us that extra option. It just comes from again. It just comes to see. You know, comes from whether he wants to start with with Cos- Cosgrove again. That seems to be. I think that will be the decider on how we set up and how we play this season is if it's whether he goes with Cosgrove or whether he wants to go with Wilson or if Stevie May is still here, Stevie May or one of the or one of the others, no, we we still wait and see who's gonna who's gonna move and who's gonna stay. Um so I think I would personally think that we'll we'll go with a slightly more in midfield um just to try and cope with conditions which no, could be quite tough for us. Well, uh, Al, we've we've got you on for this, so we may as well let you shine. But what should we expect from uh, Chukura? Um, they're halfway through the league season. They're uh, like Rops, not really faring that well domestically this season. They're, they're six out of ten in the league. They finished fourth in order to qualify for the Europa League last season, and they've actually qualified for the last four seasons running. And they, they lost on aggregate 2-0 to Maribor in the same round last season. Uh, Maribor, obviously a team we've come up against as well. So that gives you a, at least a hint of, of their strength. Um, so, yeah, this season not quite as impressive domestically. Um, any particular reason for that, Al? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, they could still be in the running for, uh, for getting into Europe, whether it be through the league or not but um, I mean they've had the same manager for 12 years and until I'd say five or six years ago they were a, a bit of a, a non-nothing club really they, they weren't even in the top flight and they've come up since they've uh, they reached the cup final in 2014 I think it was uh, and they won it again a few years later and there's a few guys who have been at the club for quite a while uh, especially centre half Kashia he's the brother of the Guram, who plays for the, the national team. He's a, he's a solid uh, centre-half. I went to see Chikura beat Bursa for a few seasons ago, which was a very lively affair. Georgians and the Turks, there's often a bit of needle there. They won that on penalties, sparking a near riot at the end when they scored the winning penalty and the guy ran the full length of the pitch to go to the Turkish fans uh, <laughs> at the style. Now, it's going to be a lively, a lively game, and the Georgians, whether it be Chihura or other teams of a similar level, they've they've taken a few scalps through the years uh, of a reasonable standing. So while I was delighted that we got them uh, from a personal convenience point of view, I don't think it's going to be an easy tie at all, especially in, in Tbilisi, even though it's not going to be quite as hot 
as I fear. It looks like about 30 degrees through the day and maybe about 18, 19 in the evening. So it should be a bit more manageable than I, I thought it might be. Okay, I mean, certainly the European record tells, recent European records, uh, all these games have been over the past six years, which coincides with what you're saying. It, it shows a, a side which don't win or don't lose by very many goals, generally speaking. They're tight affairs, they're close games, um, almost without exception. Yeah, that noticeable win over Bursaspor on penalty kicks, um, then they went out in third qualifying round. That's the only time they've made it past the second qualifying round. But, you know, even a um, couple of seasons ago, playing Reindorf Altach of Austria, they just go out by one goal. They knocked out Beitar Jerusalem last year before, as I say, going um, out to Maribor. So, yeah, it, it's a team that has European experience. It's a team that is competitive in these games always. Um, and just, uh, I, I don't know how much you see of them. Would, I mean, are there any key players we should know about? Are there any internationals that, uh, that are in the team? Uh, internationals, uh, not at the moment, no, but um, I've been tipped off by my uh, pal that works for uh, Dinamo Tbilisi, he's a big Leeds United fan, but he does all their social media, and ACC Sananarat goes to all the games, Damien's his name, he might be a few of the Aberdeen fans next week. Anyway, he's uh, tipped me off at Rafi Ardazishvili, who they've recently signed as a very, uh, very dangerous player. Uh, and uh, most worryingly, comes to life in important games, which certainly uh, the Aberdeen game would be classed as, as one of those for Chikura. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't, wouldn't read much into the league form. I think they'll be right up for this, the biggest game of the season. And yeah, the George, and also they like to treat these games, these players, as a bit of a short window to get it moved to Western Europe. Um, so, I've seen that happen many a time where the Georgian team will. Uh, go up against uh, you know Western European side, and then within a few weeks they've, uh, they've made a move to that very same club. So they might be looking for possibly not move to Aberdeen, but uh, you know this is uh, a big chance for their players personally, uh, not just the team itself. Martin, I'm sure your knowledge of them probably extends about as far as my knowledge, which is having watched the goals from their games against Bola Esh. One thing that stood out to me certainly in the goals in the second leg was the amount of uh, was the ability of the midfielders to pick a pass, but the fact that they got an awful long time to do that. So it's going to be important for our midfield to have the energy levels to be able to close these guys down. Absolutely, that's um, that's one of the reasons why I thought I, th- I did think that we would maybe have a little bit extra in midfield, and, and I, that, that only comes from having seen highlights of of one game, you know. And you know, you can't, you, know, you maybe can't take too much from that. You know, we don't know how. How good or bad Fall Ash are now compared to when we saw them? No, no. So it's it's hard to pick. But yeah, they did seem to get a lot of space. Um, and if you get no, if you give if you give you know even average football footballers, if you give them lots of space and time, they'll know they will be able to pick out passes. Uh, so I think that is key. We can't sit off. Um, we need to try and obviously again you know, be closing down um, and not letting them not letting them take the game to us. You know, it's obviously it's away. We're away the first leg. Um, which you know is important. You know, it's a chance to you know, you know if you can get an away goal, you know, it does it does the, the, the world a difference. So um, yeah, based on based on the highlights and what little we've seen of them, I think that is is it's clear that you know you can't be giving them too much time. I mean, on paper, Al, um, very much on paper, but uh, Finland are thirty eighth in the UEFA rankings and, and Georgia are forty seventh. So theoretically, this should actually be a, a slightly easier tie than Rops, but uh, the, the league as a whole, I, I mean the. 
the image in our heads of a, a typical Georgian footballer is a cultured, creative type. Is it fair to say that the uh, dominant style in the domestic league is a sort of possession-based one? Yeah, I think the Georgians, the Georgians love a dribbler. Uh, if you remember King Kladzi back at Man City in the in the nineties, uh, I mean he's still an icon here, even though he kind of pissed his career up the wall to a degree. Um, but he. I mean, that is why I've watched the Georgian national team and then pub football as well, but the national team I've, I've supported, apart from when they played Scotland, to, uh, and one of the infuriating things about them is, is they often make things difficult for themselves. You see a lot of ability in the players, and uh, they make bad decisions at key moments. They'll take on a, a one-man too many, uh, they won't play a simple pass when it's clearly the right thing to do, they won't shoot when they should, um, so hopefully all of these things that have annoyed me for about nine years will uh, come into our favour uh, in this tie. Um, but I think uh, having seen Rocks over two legs, I think Chikura will be much better than them. I'd probably put them somewhere on the level of about Shkendia when we played them um, from Macedonia about four years ago. And they gave us a real fright. Um, so somewhere around that level, I would say. Well, another similarity with the Shikendia tie is the game's being moved from their home stadium in Sashkevi to uh, the National Stadium Tbilisi. So they're not going to be at home. It's going to be a big old stadium with presumably quite a small crowd, Al. Uh, but it's also a grass pitch, which is a bonus, I suppose, after the last round. That's not going to make any difference, presumably. So they'll be, they'll be used to playing their European games away from home. Yeah, well, they play quite a lot of games in, uh, in Tbilisi anyway, uh, you know, if there's issues with their ground. So, I mean, that's quite common. Um, they've played pretty much all of their European games have been played in Tbilisi for the last few years, so that's nothing new. Although it's slightly odd that they're playing at Dinamo Arena, which is the bigger one, and it's the better, it'll be the better pitch, it's a better stadium. Uh, that might, might favour us slightly, I'm not sure. There'll be about maybe 4,000 there. So let's say there's 30, 40 Dons fans. There'll only be about maybe 300 actual Chihura fans a long way from, uh, from Sakskeri to Tbilisi. Uh, but then you'll get three or 5,000 just general Tbilisi punters who love their football who come along and they'll cheer on the Georgian team. And I would usually be one of them. Uh, on this occasion, obviously, I'll be, uh, be in the away end. But yeah, there'll be probably five or 6,000. But five or 6,000... Can make a hell of a lot of noise, I can assure you. Uh, On to kind of more prosaic matters. This time of year, obviously, we've spoken about this, you think it's not quite going to be as hot on Thursday night. Slightly later kickoff, obviously, is helping us as well. 8.45 kickoff, so around about 20 degrees at kickoff time, you think. Um, for those Don's fans that are travelling, it looks like a fantastic trip, Al. Tbilisi nestled up in the mountains. Uh, forgive me if my geography is completely wrong, but that's my that's my memory of it. It should be a fantastic trip, shouldn't it? It looks a great city. Uh, yeah, well, it's not quite nestled in the mountains, but you can see the Caucasus Mountains on a, on a clear day from the, the city centre. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, a Scotland fans who have travelled there, you probably spoken to a few they've been there twice it's always one that the Scotland fans mention as a city they love them there'll be various factors in that the climate um, there's plenty of good bars to go to uh, the food's very good the locals are very hospitable and um, it's about a pound a pint maybe a pound fifty tops so that last factor probably being one of the most uh, important ones for any Scot travelling abroad 
but yeah, there's plenty, there'll be plenty for them to do over two or three days, whoever long they come for, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting as, as many as, uh, as I can, but yeah, probably 40 or 50, with a few coming up from, there'll be some guys coming up from the Gulf, there'll be some coming over from Azerbaijan, the oil guys, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, kind of wait. Yep, no, can we, uh, Thursday night, 5.45 our time, um, we will no doubt uh, try and do some of the podcast uh, to keep you updated on the score, uh, but Al, I, I suspect we might hear you um, on various different platforms this week, or hear from you across various different platforms, so thank you for sharing your knowledge of Georgia and Tbilisi, and indeed uh, how to pronounce Shakura Sachkeri with us. Getting better. Getting better. <laughs> By Thursday, I'll have it mastered. Uh, and my thanks for fighting through the jet lag and fighting through the uh, lingering hangover to Martin Clunas. Thank you, Richard. We'll be back next week looking back on that first leg in Tbilisi, hoping that the Dons are back to Scotland with a comfortable first leg advantage. Until then, come on, you Reds.